having a conversation with myself and I didn't realize that it was 9.30 on the dot. If you want to learn about Manifesting Miracles, this is the live for you to watch. I have, I didn't even realize how many Neville Goddard books I ordered because I was like, hey, I'm just going to order a Neville Goddard book. I didn't realize that I already ordered two of them. So now I have three of them sitting in front of me and another one is in my mailbox. If you have not read anything about Neville Goddard and you want to change your life, this man is the one that will do it. Graham Rising, what's up everybody? Hi. <laughs> so I picked up, there's three books sitting in front of me. One is really large and the other are very small. So I was like, you know what? What's up everybody? I'm going to read from Manifesting Miracles. So of course, what do I do? <laughs> I... I don't open the book from the front. I open the book to wherever I am led to. So that's what I'm going to do. But before I get started on that over the weekend, um, what's up, everybody? Oh, it was fun. It was very fun. My retreat, my mini retreat with Rodney was really fun. Um, <laughs> got my ass kicked for like two days after I could not sit, stand, walk, or anything. Uh, but I really did it for my nephew because I wanted him to train with him um, because he's just like getting into learning all about weightlifting and stuff and he looks amazing. So who better than the rodster? Um, so, but over the weekend, I, um, I had a holiday party and I was talking to neighbors and people that I grew up with from when I was a kid. And um, we were just talking about all the things that are going on in the world and everything. And <clears throat> he was saying, you know, it's, it's just very difficult to see what's happening and, and know all the things that are going on, but we have to learn to take care of ourselves and our own communities first. And I said, that's absolutely how I feel. I do not enjoy cold plunges and I don't think I ever will. Um, but I would say, John, I owe you a phone call. Yesterday was an off day. <laughs> was an off day. <laughs> um, but saying, you know, take care of yourself, take care of your own family, take care of your own community, take care of your own mind, because those are the things that we have control over. The more and more and more we dwell in these really, really sad spaces, the more that we create that for ourselves. And it's not about spiritual bypass that you're not paying attention to these things, but how can you, um, how can you bring yourself to a state of peace when there is nothing but chaos in the world? And I think that that is um, something to really think about. How do we do that? How can we do it? And it was just an interesting conversation because I don't really get to have like conspiratorial conversations with many people, but um, my neighbor from when I was a kid, like he's been looking into this stuff since like the 60s and 70s. So it was really fun to have a conversation with somebody that knows about all the crazy things that are happening in the world, but at the same time is trying to just um, keep themselves centered. When everything wants us to be really imbalanced, everything is pointing for us to be imbalanced and to lean one way or the other way. Everything is, is all about polarity and being one side or the other side. But how can you remain in center or in balance when you have so much chaos going, going on in the world? So, um, which leads to Manifesting Miracles by Neville Goddard. This, I didn't even, I haven't read anything from this little book and I got it a couple days ago. So this is called Manifesting Miracles. And this, I opened the page to consciousness being God. 
If you hold in consciousness anything against man, you are binding that condition in your world. So basically, when we are thinking something against someone else, we're binding it to ourselves. Our consciousness or our subconscious mind doesn't understand the difference between talking about someone else or talking about ourselves. So if we think of it that way, if we think about our consciousness, our subconscious mind, if we think about that person is such an asshole um, or any anything negative towards a person, your subconscious mind thinks that you and accepts that you are believing that about yourself to be true, which is the concept of self. So that's why for me, when anybody starts to talk about someone else, as a man thinketh, so he is. Jay, absolutely. When anyone starts to talk about other people, I don't engage in the conversation. Um, there are some times that I still get triggered and things and like, you know, if I take a yoga class from a certain teacher that I really don't like, like I get, I go into the ego side of myself, right? <clears throat> but as much as I can, I try to control those thoughts because by me controlling my thoughts and how I feel about others and myself, that means that my consciousness is going towards myself, right? But to release man from all condemnation is to free yourself so that you may rise to any level necessary. There is therefore no condemnation to those in Christ Jesus. Therefore, a very good practice before you enter into your meditation is to first free every man in the world from blame. For law is never violated and you can rest confidently in the knowledge that every man's conception of himself is going to be his reward. So what does that mean? Our self-concept, which we talk about a lot, a lot, which is the concept we have of ourselves. What do we believe about ourselves to be true? That is your own karma. If you believe that I'm always poor and I never have enough and I never get love and I'm never chosen and all of those negative things, that is called your self-concept, what you believe your I am-ness to be. I'm not worthy. All those things. So that can be our punishment or that could be our reward in life. Guilt and shame are of the enemy. And of course, we always go back to the map of consciousness. Where do you live? Let's go to the map of consciousness. If you're living in the survival paradigm all the way at the bottom, shame, guilt, anger, fear, all those things. If you're living in that low, vi- lower vibrational state, right? It's only right that your karma is also going to be any of these things. Because if we live in grief, if we live in guilt, if we live in shame all the time, that is the only thing that could be reflected back into our reality. So if you're living in anger all the time, you're probably angry at someone. There's probably anger you're holding on to someone else. There's probably blame that you're throwing at somebody else. So what is your karma going to be for holding on to that? It's also going to be more anger. There's people in my extended family that have not spoken to some of their family members for 10, 15, 20 years. I'll show them. I'll never talk to them again. Constantly staying in a state of anger, right? But the reality is, is those people are the ones that are sick. I so needed to hear this today. Good. Those are the people that are sick. Those are the people that have pain. Those are the people that are harboring energy. That is what? 
only making them more angry, only making them more bitter, only making them more sick. Because that energy has to manifest into something. When you hold on to these lower, um, pa- this lower paradigm, pride, anger, fear, grief, guilt, shame. When we hold on to these things and we harbor them, they will manifest into something. Whether it's manifesting into your reality as just more people giving you more things to be shameful about, things like that. Or it's going to manifest into a physical illness. Because it's energy. Illness is energy. Everything is energy on a certain frequency. So. Every man's conception of himself is going to be his reward. So whatever it is that is going on in your life. If you're holding on to something that does not serve you. It serves your ego. There's not going to be a good outcome to that. Even if you forgive the person and you never want to speak to them again, just set them free and set yourself, you're setting yourself free. Because there's so many people that, you know, somebody will be angry at them for the rest of their life and that person is off living their life fine and free. And you're the one that's harboring that energy, that conception of yourself. That you're going to live in anger because I'll show that other person when that's coming from a space of ego. So you, you, so you do not have to bother yourself about seeing whether or not man gets what you consider he should get. For life makes no mistakes and always give man that which man gives himself. Do we hear that? Life always gives man that which man first gives himself. So if we're giving ourselves anger, greed, all those low paradigm things, life is going to give that back to you. Why? Because emotions are energy in motion. And that energy in motion has to come back to you. Or if you give yourself love, joy, excitement, abundance, expansiveness, you're happy all the time. Life always gives man that which man gives first to himself. So think about that. How much are we holding on to for another person or a scenario or the job that you lost? You're only giving that back to yourself every single day. We don't know how to let go of things. So in order to manifest the miracles that you want in your life, it's about letting go of the things that no longer serve you. It's about letting go of the idea that you're even manifesting something. Think about the things that you want or desire. See yourself already having them and let it go. Have the blind faith that you're going to get it. Okay. Let's skip over to, I actually first opened to this page, but then for whatever reason, I went back a couple pages. I am, we're going to go into our I am-ness. I am the vine and ye are the branches. I am, which is our consciousness. Consciousness is the vine. And those qualities which you are now conscious of being are the branches that feed you and keep you alive. So if our consciousness is the vine, 
what we think and life itself are the branches. What do your branches look like? Are they full of life and color and beauty and abundance? Or are your branches and leaves brown, dying, wilted? What are your branches? If your consciousness is the vine, the root, what do your branches look like? That's literally manifestation right there in a nutshell. That's it. I am is the vine. Your consciousness is the vine or the root. And your branches are your thoughts. So how is your vine looking? I want some people to answer that. What does your vine look like? Is it alive? Is it full of the things that you want in your three-dimensional reality? Or is your vine wilted? Is your vine dying in certain places? What are your strengths? Thank you, Emily. What are your strengths in your consciousness? I am the vine and ye are the branches. Change our mind, bright, optimistic. Guys, let's hear it. Is your branches, are they alive and full of life? And that is your three-dimensional reality. Is your 3D reality what you want? Or are there colors in certain aspects of your tree? And there is things that are dying in others. What are your strengths and weaknesses? Be honest with yourself what your concept of yourself is. You could have wealth and not have love. You could have love and not have wealth. My vine is grateful. Weak and wilted and definitely trying. Definitely dying in multiple places. Time to revive my I am list. I don't know where Karen is today. She'll probably be a couple minutes late to class. Um, But it's knowing new growth, new breath, strength, growing abundance. Where do I need to strengthen the concept of my I amness? My branches are alive in areas, but dying in areas as well. I think a lot of us can probably say that because we do have certain strengths where there's things in our consciousness that we're just like, we don't even think about. It's just abundant there. Right? Because part of our programming maybe in our childhood was that you were always good at something and you were always praised for being good at this thing. So your branches are going to be alive and and beautiful in color in that area. Maybe your parents always fought about money all the time. So maybe your branches where it comes to wealth and abundance are not so alive. So if we think of that I amness, the vine, the consciousness, And then the branches and the leaves, what do they look like? The Bible talks about pruning your branches. Just as a branch has no life except it be rooted in the vine, so likewise things have no life except you be conscious of them. I'm looking at all of my plants right now. They're they're pretty green. But there's there's like a couple of leaves that are brown, the rest of them are green. So if I think of that as my consciousness, my vine is full of love after some pruning of old paradigms. That's beautiful. It's being aware of our I amness, whatever that is and looks like. Just as a branch withers and dies, if the sap of the vine ceases to flow towards it, so do the things in your world pass away if you take your attention away from them. So when you take your attention away from 
the things that no longer serve you, they cannot show up in your reality anymore. So if you take your attention away from um, maybe a person or a circumstance that no longer serves you, and you're like, you know what? I'm feeling so much love for myself these days. I'm feeling just so much abundance, and I'm just so grateful for life. People are going to shift out of your reality that don't fit that description. Because you're no longer watering that plant. You're watering the plant over here. So now those new vines and those new branches are starting to grow. And it's really that easy. It's easy and difficult, depending on how you look at it. Because changing your concept of yourself is not that simple, although it can be. Because we're literally deprogramming the things that don't serve us and reprogramming with different ideas. So it's, if you say it's hard, it's going to be hard. Your attention is the sap of life that keeps alive and sustains the things of your world. Your attention. Where is your attention going? You're welcome. Where is your attention going? Wherever your attention goes is what is keeping something alive. Where your attention goes, energy flows. To dissolve a problem that now seems so real to you all that you do is remove your attention from it. Something that is so real in your reality, remove your attention from it and focus on where your I amness is. Where is it? If your I amness was, I'm not worthy, that's a big one for a lot of people. I'm not worthy, I'm not worthy, I'm not worthy, right? But if you take your attention from the unworthiness to I am loved and chosen every single day. Put it as a reminder on your phone every hour. You just see it, it comes up. I am worthy and chosen every single day. Or I am worthy and loved every single day. And you just see that repetitively all the time. It's just a reminder to yourself every single day. And then what happens? Your reality shifts from I am not chosen and I am not worthy. Slowly things start to shift and change in your life to being worthy, to being chosen, to feel like you are loved, right? I'm worthy and loved every single day. For instance, if you were imprisoned, no man would have to tell you that you should desire freedom. Freedom, or rather the desire of freedom, would be automatic. So why look behind the four walls of your prison bars? Take your attention away from being imprisoned and begin to feel yourself to be free. Feel it to the point where it is natural. The very second you do so, those prison bars will dissolve. Apply the same principle to any problem. And Neville talks about several people that have applied this with being imprisoned. They were in solitary confinement. They were in just jail or prison. And all they did was go in their mind and they saw themselves free. They saw themselves doing the things that they love to do outside of being imprisoned. Every single moment that they could, they imagined and envisioned themselves. And these miraculous situations came up. All of a sudden it was the judge dropped all the charges against you or the person dropped all the charges against you. You're free to go. All of these different weird scenarios that you're looking at crazy sentences and people have literally 
manifested their freedom just through their mind and consciousness. My friend used to say, don't give it legs when I was focusing on worry. Yeah, because that shit's going to run wild. That's why. But our mind and consciousness has the power to literally do anything. I'm proud of you, Jay. That's amazing. But all we have to do is go into the mind and consciousness and see what it is that we want to have happen and manifest in our reality. When things don't happen when we want them to, when things don't happen in months period of time, you're saying, this is stupid, this is a waste of my time. But a lot of times, people that don't get things that they really want is because they're living in two states. And I talk about two states of consciousness all the time. You can't live in two states. Like, well, I can't live in California and, and New York at the same time. They're on the opposite sides of the coast. I literally physically cannot be in one state over here and one state over there. It's the same thing with your mind. I can't live in the new state and say, I have this life with all these things. And then right, right, like 10 minutes after I do my all my visualizations, say, yeah, this isn't going to work. This is so stupid. I'm so dumb for doing this. I'll never have any of these things. I never had them before in my life. So how can I possibly have them now? I never had money. So how am I ever going to have money? That's living in two states at once. Ain't going to happen. So you have to live in delusion with what you desire. Because you're already living in delusion when you're constantly thinking negative is going to happen, you just expect it. And it's so natural to you because that's what you've had happen in your life. But start being delusional about the things that you don't yet have. And watch it change. I've seen people who were in debt up to their ears apply this principle. And in the twinkling of an eye, debts that were mountainous were removed. I have seen those whom doctors had given up as incurable take their attention away from their problem of disease and begin to feel themselves to be well in spite of the evidence of their sense to the contrary. In no time at all, this so-called incurable disease vanished and left no scar. Love that. Focus on the solution, not the problem. A double-minded person is unstable in all his ways. Double-minded, that is being double-minded. You're thinking from the good place in one, in one second, then you're thinking from the negative place in the other. That's called being double-minded. <clears throat> so the incurable disease vanished and left no scar. And this is all because of what? Your I amness, what you're conscious and aware of being. Your answer to who do you say that I am ever determines your expression. Ever determines your expression of your three-dimensional reality. Who do you say that I am? Everyone in here, who do you say that I am? What comes after your I amness? I'm ugly. I'm not chosen. I'm not worthy. I am poor. What is it that comes after? Whom do you say that I am? We talk about this every day. As long as you are conscious of being imprisoned or diseased or poor, so long will you continue to outpicture or express these conditions. You will outpicture them into your three-dimensional reality. As long as you are aware of being imprisoned, diseased, poor, not chosen, not loved, always cheated on, always abandoned, you will continue to outpicture or express these conditions. It's not like it's not like a trick. It's not like magic. 
whoever you say that you are, my I am this. Please shut that off. Is what you become. When man realizes that he is now that which he is seeking and begins to claim that he is, he will have the proof of his claim. This cue is given in words, whom seek ye? And the answer, and they answered Jesus. And the voice said, I am he. Jesus here means salvation or savior. You are seeking to be salvaged from that which is not your problem. I am is he that will save you. Think about that. I am is he that will save you. When Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the light, I am, and I said this on Friday, I am. Jesus did not mean himself in the literal sense. He meant I am, which is your consciousness, is the way, the truth, and the light. I am is he that will save you. If you are hungry, your savior is food. If you are poor, your savior is riches. If you are imprisoned, your savior is freedom. If you are diseased, it will not be a man called Jesus who will save you, but health will become your savior. Therefore claim, I am he. In other words, claim yourself to be the thing desired. Claim yourself to be the thing that you desire. Claim it in consciousness, not in words. And consciousness will reward you with your claim. You are told, you shall find me when you feel after me. Think about that. You shall find me when you feel after me. You shall find me in your reality after you feel after me. Feeling is the secret. You shall find whatever it is that you are seeking in your mind after you feel me. After you put emotion into the things that you see in your mind and consciousness. Feel after that quality and consciousness until you feel yourself to be it. When you lose yourself in the feeling of being it, the quality will embody itself into your world. So when you feel it so much, when you think feelingly so much that it feels real to you, then it's done. Then it is done. And then it will eventually come to you in your three-dimensional world. If it's not your desired end in this reality, then it's not your end. And maybe things start to turn into really, really shitty situations. And you think to yourself, I knew that this manifestation stuff was stupid. I knew that it, should, that, that it doesn't work. If it's not your desired end, then it's not the end. It's called your bridge of incidents. Even if bad things start to unfold, it is called your bridge of incidents. Until you get to the other side of that built bridge. What's up, fam? Mm -mm -mm. When you lose yourself in the feeling of being it, the quality will embody itself in your world. You are healed from your problem when you touch the solution of it. Who has touched me? For I perceive virtue is gone out of me. Yes, the day you touch this being within you, feeling yourself to be cured or healed, virtues will come out of your very self and solidify themselves in your world as healings. It is said, you believe in God, believe also in me, 
for I am he. Have the faith of God. He made himself one with God and found it not robbery to do the works of God. So think about what this is saying. He made himself one with God and found it not robbery to do the works of God. Believe also in me for I am he. Your I amness or your consciousness is God. So again, he said he made himself one with God and found it not robbery to do the works of God. If we can all perform miracles with our I amness, with our consciousness, then what does that mean? That means that you are God. We are all God and it is God living through each and every single one of us. It is God consciousness living and living and breathing through every single one of us. So that is our free will is using our I amness for the good or for the bad. People get a little nuts when you say shit like that. Jesus said that exact thing in the Bible. Well, this is, this is, these are quotes from the Bible. Manifesting miracles is all quotes from the Bible, but written by Neville Goddard, but he's just quoting um, Bible, Bible um, sayings. Go you and do likewise. Yes, begin to believe your awareness, your consciousness of being to be God. Claim for yourself all the attributes that you have heretofore given an external God, and you will begin to express these claims. For I am not a God afar off. I am nearer than your hands and feet, nearer than your very breathing. I am your awareness of being. I am that in which all that I shall ever be ever aware of being shall begin and end. For before the world was, I am, and when the world shall cease to be, I am, before Abraham was, I am. This I am is your awareness. This is your awareness. What are you aware of being? Is your I amness. Are you aware that I am wealthy and abundant? Are you aware that I am so stressed out paying bills all the time? What is your I am-ness? Because that is where your power lies because that is where your God, our God is. Accept the Lord, build the house they labor in vain that build it. The Lord being your consciousness, except that which you seek is first established in your consciousness, you will labor in vain to find it. All things must begin and end in consciousness. So let's just put the word consciousness in there. Accept the consciousness. Build the house they labor in vain. That build it. I have to digest these things sometimes. So I'm like, wait, what the hell is this saying? So let's just keep reading and hope that it explains it a little better. So blessed indeed is the man that trusteth in, trusteth in himself. For man's faith in God will ever be measured by his confidence in himself. You believe in a God, believe also in me. So think about that. A man's faith in God will ever be measured by his confidence in himself. How much faith do you have in God? That will tell you your I amness. Yes, <laughs> we all do. <clears throat> so if we think about how much faith we have in God, that's how much faith that we have in ourselves. That's how much confidence that we have in ourselves. 
but when we think about that and we think about so many people with religion and things and um you know when people say like why god why are you doing this to me why why is my life so hard it has nothing to do with god doing something to you it is your consciousness that is doing it to itself happy birthday i think it's your birthday But whatever we are getting in life is what we are doing to ourselves because that is our consciousness. That is our I amness. So if we see it from that perspective, that everything that's happening in my life is a result of my thinking, then we have no one else to blame. We have to take that responsibility ourselves to realize I am the God of my reality. God is living through me, through my free will, through my I amness. Through what I choose, you're welcome. Through what I choose, whether it's conscious or unconscious, for my life. Put not trust in men, for men but reflect the being that you are. And can only bring to you or do unto you that which you have first done unto yourself. We've heard that our whole lives. Right? A lot of things people say are based on religion, but their actions don't match. And I think it's because people really don't understand. Two. But again, put not trust in men. For men, but reflect being that you are. What do we say every single week? Everyone that comes into our life is a reflection of what we feel about ourselves. Every person is just reflecting you or reflecting me. If I don't like somebody and they come into my life... They're reflecting something that I believe about myself to be true. They are. We can only bring, or that person can only bring to you and do unto you that which you have first done to yourself. No man taketh away my life. I lay it down myself. I have the power to lay it down and the power to take it up again. No one can make you get up. No one can make you do anything. There's people that can inspire you, but ultimately it's you that has to do the mental work to get back up again. Your I am this. I'm so powerful. I am going to get up and try again. Does that apply to my mom's behavior? What's your mom's behavior? Well, she's reflecting what you think about yourself. So if, say we had abusive parents, Right? And then we later on have these same type of relationships. We get into abusive relationships because you're programming based on your parents because they were your caretakers when your subconscious mind was most impressionable that I am not worthy of receiving love. Or that is your belief about what love is, is to be hurt and abused. You don't know what healthy love looks like. So unless we create those boundaries, that's when we change our I amness. So if your mother tortures your life, how is that reflecting you? It's reflecting that you don't have boundaries for yourself. It's reflecting that you think I'm not good enough to be treated well. And I never put a stop to it. So that treatment is going to continue to be your I amness. It's not, you know, she's abusive to you, which means that you're an abusive person. It's what is your I amness that allows that behavior? What is your I amness that allows someone to speak to you in a certain way or treat you a certain way? 
I'm not worthy. I always abandoned. What is that I am that's behind that? And again, we talked about this before about people that have, that were sexually abused as children. Later on in life, it turns out when we hear about rape victims and things like that, or people that are sexually abused in relationships in their adulthood, is because of their belief systems from when they're children. So we literally manifest these energies towards us. Right? They say that people that are predators look for weak, a weakness in people. You can tell walking down the street who's a strong person, who's a weak person. Their energy gives it off. So the person that ha- tends to be weak, tends to have less boundaries, tends to have more of the I'm not worthy and you know I am weak and I am not chosen, all those things. Um, that's not in English, so I can't read it. I don't know what that's supposed to say. I'm going to save this live. Yes. But Kristen, what, what is the, the treatment from your mother? So that I could help you or just explain that for anybody else that, um, needs that no matter what happens to man in this world, it is never an accident. It occurs under the guidance of an exact and changeless law. And again, cat, I am knowing. We are on certain frequencies. Those frequencies can only attract the like frequencies. Even if you're the nicest person in the entire world. I'm not reading Greek. Do I sound like I'm reading Greek? I don't know how to speak Greek. But even if you're the nicest person in the world, and you're like, why do all these things? I'm so nice to everybody. Like, why does this happen to me? Why do I keep, you know, attracting the same kind of people? There is something within you that believes that you're not worthy of being treated treated a certain way. I used to be a victim advocate. So when we start to recognize these things that things that happen in our life are a result of our thoughts and I would talk about something else, but it's going to be too triggering for people. Um, about the law of attraction or the law of assumption. If you assume that your country is going to go to war. If you assume that you're going to be, um, that you're always going to be living in a state of enslavement, then you do. Because how many people do you know that have escaped from their country? Because in their mind, they saw themselves free. So if you look at things in that way, you could start to understand how much of a choice we do have in our life and how much of a choice we have to change it and how much power we have to change it. It is your will that will change it. It is your I amness, which is your will to change to good or bad. No man, no man, which is your manifestation, comes unto me except the Father within me draw him. And I and my Father are one. Let's read that again. No man comes unto me except the Father within me draw him. And I and my Father are one. So nothing comes to me in my reality without me drawing him in my consciousness because I and God are one. We follow that. Believe this truth and you will be a free man. Man has always blamed others for that which he is and will continue to do so until he find himself as cause of all. I am comes not to destroy but to fulfill. I am is the awareness within you, destroys nothing, but ever fill full the molds or, or conception one has of oneself. 
So your I amness just fulfills whatever it is that you put after that. That's all that this reality is, is all of our I amnesses mixed into one. So we're going to stop there, but which is why, again, I go back to propaganda. The propaganda is so important because that is what creates a lot of people's I amness. When you're constantly spreading fear every single day over and over again, that becomes your I amness. I am afraid. I'm afraid I'm going to get sick. I'm afraid of this virus. I'm afraid so I have to get an experimental injection. It's all fear-based. And that becomes the collective I amness for anyone who is still wearing the lenses of propaganda. That is why it is so important because that that co-creates the I amness of millions of people that are watching these things or that are reading these things, that are scrolling. Because it's even in our our feeds, it's in our Facebook, it's in our social media. Because right now I am Eckhart Tolle is awesome too. Yeah, I love him. Um Even I am in the mode where I want to unfollow a lot of the truther pages because the majority of them are very doom and gloom. And if you continue to allow this to be in your consciousness, there is always that I am looking for more to be scared about. I am looking for more deception. I am looking for more dark things that are happening to expose. But what that exposure is doing when you're constantly, constantly, every single day just stuck in that feed, can only create more of it. That becomes your I amness. I am always looking for more bad things that are happening. But what about all the fucking good things that are happening in the world? Who's looking for them? Who is looking for the good things? Can you go through quickly what you would say to, you didn't write the rest of that. When we start looking for the good things in life, more good things happen. But if we are so busy, stuck looking at all the negative things all the time, and this is what happened, and this is what happened to this person, and this is what happened then, you're never co-creating a reality that you actually want to live in. And we disguise it as looking for intel. It's all horse shit is what it really is. Oh, would you manifest fear away? What would you say? Wait, I, don't, I missed that. Um, can you go through quickly what you would say to manifest fear away? Um, literally, everything always works out perfectly for me. Everything works out perfect for, perfectly for me. And I live life fearlessly. I live my life fearlessly in everything that I do. But again, when people have a lot of anxiety and things, that's also mineral deficiency. So look up mineral deficiency and anxiety. Because a lot of us can't control our thoughts because we are very deficient in minerals. So when we think it has to do with our thinking and like, how do I change my thinking? Some people literally cannot change their way of thinking because their mind is not working properly. Because our diets are so void of nutrition that your mind cannot work properly, no matter how hard you try. Yes, we could change our reality with our I amness. 
our I amness will lead us to the answers that we need. So if you say, I am living life fearlessly, I live my life so abundantly, I am so happy all the time, I am so powerful, those sayings will lead us to the answers that we need. Maybe you'll stumble upon, you know, a thing that talks about, let's say, mineral deficiency. All of a sudden it comes up and you're like, oh my God, I was just thinking about this. So when you start to change your I amness, the answers are going to come to you with the things that you need. But when, we, when it comes to mental illness, we are all so ridiculously void of the nutrition that our body needs to sustain itself that we start to have these imbalances. We start to be mentally not well. Find any kind of article that says mineral deficiencies and mental illness. And you're going to find a lot of the answers that you're looking for. Once your brain is balanced, you're not going to think in anxiety anymore. All of a sudden, it's just going to be gone. You're like, what happened to all those things that I was afraid of? What happened to the things I used to worry about all the time? It's not normal to have thoughts that are on a loop. It is not normal. My energy healer told me to get lithium orotate, which is a cell salt. That changed the game. Very cheap, $13 for a bottle of it. You balance out your brain, Joe, with minerals. Sea moss has 92 out of 102 minerals that we need, that we're made up of. We're made up of minerals, but we don't have minerals in our diet. So if you continue to put water as gas in your car, maybe it'll run for a little bit. But eventually your car is going to start to malfunction. It's called lithium orotate. This is not a recommendation. This is just what I've done for anxiety and for racing thoughts and depression. It's very cheap, but it's natural. Untrue in my experience is actually, let's read that. It's actually something that wants to leave the body that might create hints of anxiety. Yeah, and I don't, I don't disagree with that at all. Stuck energy. But for a lot of people, it's deficiency. You know why I know that? Because the majority of the population is deficient in all the minerals. Why? Because they stripped our soil of minerals, our water lacks minerals, our food lacks minerals. Everything lacks minerals. If the body was not mineral deficient, disease cannot exist. So think about that. There are many early teachings that talk about if the body is completely balanced with its mineral um, content that we need, disease cannot exist. It's actually in a cell salt book that I was reading. There's 12 main cell salts. I think there's 33 total or something like that. But if you want to read about how to rebalance yourself, start with reading about finding information on cell salts. It's a book that's older than dirt that talks about, I think it's from like 1800s or 1700s or something like that. But it talks about the cell salts and it talks about how disease cannot exist in a body that is completely balanced with all of its minerals. So some of you guys know about this stuff. So. Cell salts, yes, C-E-L-L salts. Just hashtag cell salts on Instagram. You're going to find a shitload of information on it. And they're very inexpensive. 
That's like saying people who fast have anxiety and they don't. I don't know what that means. People who don't eat don't have anxiety. That's a master faster. So some people, before we go, um, some people ask about fasting. And I wholeheartedly believe in fasting. However, if you're someone that has suffered with an eating disorder for a very long time, I am against it. Like myself, I starved my, I starved my growing body as a child from when I was probably seven or eight years old with an eating disorder. So for me, fasting is not good for me. Unless it's like short term. But when you're someone who's been void of nutrition your entire life, I would not recommend fasting. And that's for you to do your own research on. Um, but I hope and I I know that this was helpful because it was helpful for me to just read it. Um, so the, again, it's Manifesting Miracles by Neville Goddard. And it will help you in so many ways that you can't even imagine. It's a very tiny book. Um, so I hope that you guys have an amazing, amazing week. And I will chat with you probably Wednesday night. Have an amazing week. I love you all.